Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. Well, you made it. The final. I was made for what? We're going to put the answer in that box today. If you've been here for every one of these, um, and I, I hope they've spoke to you, and I hope that you've seen what God's gifted you with and given you uh, to go where you are. And so today's going to be special. It's, it's, the, it's the final. And the title of today is called Going in Your Gifting. Going in Your Gifting. And so it's been a pretty great week for us. Uh, family just left. And so um, Thursday, Friday, we've had our house back to ourselves, kind of getting into something normal. And so um, just good to have family in town and visiting. But man, when you can have your own bed again, it's special, right? And so um, the foundation for this message is essentially the Great Commission. It's Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And it says this, you were made to go, to go into the world, to make it better, to build people. And God said, do all this in my name, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so then I've been looking forward to this series specifically for more than five years. And um, God put it on my heart that long ago to do and to preach this and um, and and the reason I can do it is because I have a team or a group of people who are actually congregating or meeting right now. And so if you're online today for the first time, know that this is just as much for you as it is for those in the room. And, uh, and I'm glad that you're here. And so today's message really simplifies why God put us here and how simple it is for us to be part of his plan of fulfilling the Great Commission on the earth. And so each week, the series has been unique to what God gave you. And in week one, part one, we talked about going with who you have, and that was all about your presence and God's presence in your life. Week two, we talked about going with what you have, and that was your passion. We talked about talent versus gifting in that and how we all work together as the body, many parts, one body. In part three, we talked about going where you are, and that was about your purpose and how you can take what you have and what fuels you and how you see and use it where you live. And today we're talking about going in my gifting, and this is all about your position, your position. And so you have Presence, passion, purpose, and position. This is what God gave you and how you to operate in what you have, where you are, and the fullness of who God called you to be so that we can make spiritual impact together. It's, it's your part in, in the position that you sit in right now. Remember the re- reoccurring point we've had this whole series. If you're a believer, you're gifted. You can't be a believer of Jesus Christ and not be gifted because you get a gift from His Spirit, when you receive His Spirit, that happens upon salvation. You are grace-gifted. Because of that, you are grace-gifted. That's Romans 12, 6. In His grace, God has given each of us different gifts for doing certain things well. So then, go with as much faith as you have and do them. Proverbs 18 also tells us that your gift will make room for you. It also will provide you with great favor. And so today, we're going to bring clarity and application to your gift by identifying your position. Let's set some roots and let's go. Okay, so then knowing that in the fulfillment of the Great Commission, you're not alone. Okay, God is with you. We go together. You have a part to play, right? You're gifted to make an impact exactly where you are. And everything has been preparation for today. And today is preparation for tomorrow. So don't, you can't play the not me or I don't think so or I'm not good enough card because God saved you, right? Our cornerstone scripture for today and confirmation of your position is going to be found in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. If you want to go there, you can. But before you do that, let's go to verse 5 really quickly. Verse 5 says, 
So you are being built into a spiritual house for a holy priesthood, underlying priesthood there, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. This is the position you hold. You are being built into a spiritual house. That's us, the body, a royal priesthood. That's us to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. This is the position you hold because of the price Jesus paid for you. Okay, so remember, we are many parts. We are one body. We do this together. We do this together. And there are many gifts represented online today from Florida to Washington and Oregon and Michigan and Texas and Oklahoma and everybody in between in Canada and uh, in Ireland. Even we have in Ireland. And so then there are many gifts represented through this screen today. But all gifts are for the same purpose. That's spiritual impact. That's kingdom impact, impacting heaven. In verse 5, we see the word priesthood. And what you need to know is in the Old Testament, God worked through priests. He always worked through a priest. And only the priest could go where God dwelt, which was the Ark of the Covenant, under the veil, behind the veil. And the priest would go in and they would pray on the behalf of other people because only the priest could do that, right? But when Jesus came, the Bible says that the veil was torn, that it was, that it was torn, and what separated people from God is now been taken care of. He tore the veil that separated us, so then now everybody has access to God. Nobody has to go through a pastor or a priest anymore. You all have the same, we all have the same direct access to God as the next person, right? And so because of Jesus and the gift of God's spirit, when Jesus ascended to heaven, he said, hey, hey, the same ability and the gifting that I gave the priest, I'm now giving to all of you and all who come after you. Matter of fact, I'm going to pour this on the whole church. I'm going to pour this gift on the whole church. It's a grace gift. It comes with my spirit. Now, this is important for us to understand in our position The sad part about what we got when Jesus ascended to heaven is this. As soon as the church age was over in the Bible, as soon as the church age was over in the Bible, we started setting up priests again. And he called us a royal priesthood. But as soon as that time was over in Bible times, we as human beings said, you know what, we need to have, we need to set this this hierarchy up again. And we started setting up priests. and And in fact, we call them different names that are not even in the Bible, clergy, um, laymen, laity, and, and those words are not anywhere in the Bible. You're not going to find them. And so then because we set this up, once again, people perceive that there was a special group of leaders who had special access to God that, that the rest of us didn't. Fortunately, in the 1500s, guys like Martin Luther came and said, hey, that doesn't exist. That's not in the Bible. And a lot of people agreed, so many people agreed that they began the Protestant Reformation. And inside of the Protestant Reformation, they created a doctrine called the priesthood of all believers, which in short means everybody has access to God and everybody can have every gift that God has given because we're going to go back to scripture. God gave them to all of us through his spirit, which we receive upon salvation. And that was good for just a little bit of time. But right after that, even the denominations that were born from the Reformation went right back to setting up pastors as special people with special access to God. And we still put them on special platforms today. 
And that's hard for a lot of people to overcome. And people who are religious in sense still believe that the pastor is, is on that pedestal. Okay. And now I'm, I'm in one of those positions. Okay. And, and I would, and I'll tell you that I really don't like, I don't like that. And I don't like, well, he's the pastor, right? I don't, it's, it's not cool how people perceive and put you in that place because God says we are all a royal priesthood. I'll never forget the first time I felt this elevation in my life from somebody. And this is really one of the biggest challenges that we face as pastors. And so the reality is we're all really just like you. The pastors are, are just people and God doesn't play favorites and God is no respecter of persons and God doesn't have a pecking order. He sees us all as the human race. He's called and gifted all of us. And so it's so my third day as a pastor. I was leading my first funeral. And after the funeral, I was shaking people's hands and I was thanking them for coming by and honoring the family. And, 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 and it was nice. And the things that people were saying to me after that service, you would have believed that I was, I was the reason that this person went to heaven, right? That, that I opened the door for him to go. And the truth is that happened about a week ago. <laughs> and this is just a formality. And this is just what we do as, as people to honor and to celebrate and to start the grieving process or, or to kind of be, be a part of the grieving process. So the reality is this in, in and with pastors, uh, many times in meetings and hospitals and, and counseling sessions, people say and think, well, you're the pastor, do your pastor thing, do the pastor thing. Like, you know, you got the connection. And, and what's weird is in my family, it's assumed that I'm the prayer because I'm the pastor or I'm the counselor because I'm the pastor, right? Dusty's tied with the Lord. Just call him, text him. Hey, everybody, let's pray, Dusty. And, and the reality is, is I can't tell you how many times I've heard people reject prayer from other people when I'm around or when other pastors are around because, no, 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 I don't want you to pray for me. I want the pastor to pray for me, right? And, and like we have something special. The reality is, is we don't. We don't. We have a gifting and a calling that we have in our heart that we believe in leading others to get to the place where we are, right? And so I have a relationship and a responsibility to the Lord, just like you. The gift that God has given us is for all of us. He has no favorites. And so it's difficult to get the hierarchy of priest, pastor out of people's heads, though. And so a funny story. I coached football for a long time. Staff I was on. They knew that I had a relationship with God. And so it never failed. If it was ever going to rain, storm, if lightning hit, it never failed. They would all look at me and say, hey, man, ain't you going to do something? Aren't you going to do something like we, 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 we aren't done yet. It's only the third quarter. It's only the first half. It's only, it's only an hour into practice. Aren't you going to do something? We ain't finished. Talk to him. Say something. Dude, like, get that out of here. Right? To which I would let them know, hey, I have the same keys that you have. I have the same keys that you have, right? And what we have in today's culture are committees and boards who get together and they find and they hire a good pastor. So at the door, on the way out of church, after the service, they can say, good message, pastor. Now, hey, now this week, I want you to go and, and visit as many hospitals and do as many counseling sessions as you can and bring me another good one next week, all right? Bring me another good one next week. <laughs> and, and what you need to understand is pastor priest, whatever you call them, reverend, 
is just a gift that they have. They hold the same position as you. They are part of the royal priesthood. And the Bible says that he gave some to be pastors to equip the saints. He gave a few, a few to be pastors, but he only gave a few to be pastors to equip the saints to do the works of the ministry. So then today we're equals. We do this together. And I want to help you find the gift that God placed in you. Okay. And so uh, I've seen it like this from the beginning. And so I just think that it's all time that we came along. We got behind this idea that, that we see in first Peter, where God says, you're a chosen people, a Royal priesthood, right? Let's go. Let's go. So God has always intended it to be this way. He's always intended us to be together. Matter of fact, we go to our cornerstone scripture. It says it this way, but you, now you is specific. That is personal, but you, he doesn't say you pastors. He doesn't say you clergy. He doesn't say you laymen. He says you, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. There's that name again. You can underline that a holy nation, a people who belong to God, right? So that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of the darkness. So you can thank God. So you can proclaim how good God's been to you because he rescued you and brought you into the marvelous light or his marvelous light. So then what's it saying? You're in ministry. That's what it says. If you've been to, if you've caught all these, you understand where I'm saying with that. You're a minister. You're a saint who has a gift that God wants to see to come to fruition so that when you get to heaven, he can say, well done, well done. Now here's a reminder. You have God's spirit. He gifted you. He gave you purpose. He gave you a passion. He gave you potential and he put you in a position to use your gifting to make a spiritual impact, which is helping people get to heaven, right? So I can go and proclaim. What's it say in first Peter? So I can go and proclaim the praises of the one who rescued me and brought me to light, right? You're a royal priesthood. You're a priest. If we were together, I would say, you need to tell yourself, say, I'm a priest. That's what God's saying here, right? And by the way, your whole life is spiritual. There's not a divide. There's not a secular life and a spiritual life. There's not a Sunday and a Monday, right? Your whole life is spiritual. So don't compartmentalize your life and go, well, I do that when I'm, when I'm this way. I do that when I'm this way. We live our lives. They're not secular and spiritual. The word secular is not in the Bible, by the way. You're a spiritual being. God called you into existence. And so then be who he's called you to be, right? Now, verse 9 says he made you a royal priesthood. That means you're a part of something bigger than yourself, which is, which is why we do this, right? So you could share. He made you a royal priesthood so you could share what he gave you with others. It's huge. This is our responsibility. By the way, 1 Peter 2, the first half is like, this is like the blessings of God. And the last half is our responsibility. So if you want to go deeper this week, read 1 Peter 2, okay? So it's our responsibility to praise and proclaim the goodness of God. So what do we do? Let's talk through our action steps a little bit differently. I'm not going to bullet point these. I'm just going to kind of, I'm going to work through them with you. And so here, by the way, in, in your position, okay, of priest, what do you need to do? What do I need to do? If I am a royal priesthood, that's what you're saying. I'm a priest. You're saying that. It's hard for a lot of people to gather, right? Because we have those, that hierarchy, that level. You're on the same level as me today. So let's, so come with me. All right. Now, the first thing you do is identify your gifts. 
Identify your gifts. We've talked about this for the past three weeks. I teach a class called Next Steps. There will be an online version of that soon. We need to get through all the wrinkles. I want to give you something good so you can actually take it and move forward with it, right? That's the fourth Sunday. It's every 40 minutes. So potentially in September, I will uh, publish that online. And so I want to help you get started. By the way, finding your gifting, what God's put inside you is not a magic pill that you take. And disconnected from your heart, it's not going to produce any fruit. It's not a bait and switch. There's something inside of you that God put there for a reason. It's easy for you. It brings you life and it has the capability to impact heaven and he wants you to use it, right? So he proves this in Psalms 139 verses 13 through 16. It says, for you created and formed my innermost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. God, you created how I feel. You created how I think. You created what make, you know what makes me laugh. You know what makes me cry. You created my emotion. You created my passions. You created the way that I see and perceive things. You wrote the book on me, Lord. That's what verse 13 says. And so then I will thank you and I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. How great would it be for you to say that and believe it? How great would it be for you to say that about yourself? I am wonderfully made. I am wonderfully made. You better believe it. You better believe it. Next verse. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. What's that? You did a good job when you made me, Lord, and I know it. And I know it. You did a good job and I know it. It's okay to give God credit. He likes that. And then finally, he says, you ordained all the days of my life. They were written in your book before one of them ever happened. Before, which means he didn't create you and go, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do with him. I wonder what I'm going to do with her. Hmm, I'm not sure. That means he didn't do that. No, he had the thing to do first and then he created you. That's found in Psalms right there. David tells us, right? Which means how you're made points to what you're supposed to do. Your design reveals your destiny. It reveals where you're going. So then how you were made leads to what you're supposed to do. It leads to what you're supposed to do. So then 1B would be then after we identify our gifts, identify your personality. Identify your temperament. Identify what motivates you. Identify your spiritual gifts. You can go online right now, right now, and search spiritual gift test. Take it. Find out what they are. It's free. You can take the disc profile. That's your personality. That's the quickest, easiest, simplest one. These are all tools. They don't label you. Nothing labels you. God's spirit in you is more powerful than anything on the face of the earth. So don't take a test, find a letter or a number or a phrase, and be like, well, it's me. I guess I'm just, that's not it. Because God through you takes that and makes it times a million, okay? And so, finding that. The second thing you can do, and that's homework this week. So your homework, you want a homework? The action step for that is like, search spiritual gifts, test, search, search the disc profile, take those, identify them, and see how accurate they are. When you do those, you need to put yourself in your most comfortable place, by the way. The, the third thing that we can do is embrace the gifts that God gave you. Embrace what God's given you. So many times we see people pushing and striving for what is not theirs, right? Don't covet somebody else's gift and don't shelf yours, no matter what you think or no matter what somebody else says, no matter what the world says. God won't give you something you can't use and he doesn't want you going after what you don't have, right? It's just, you're going to spin your wheels, you're going to work twice as hard. Use what you have and the spiritual return will be great because it's a spiritual gift. So then, use the gifts that God has given you. Remember, we develop our gifts inside the body first so we can go out and shine in the world. We don't just 
run out the first day and use something because the world's going to shut that down. You're going to get shouted down by a lot of people if you do that, right? And so then you need to get plugged in somewhere. We've talked about this the whole series. You get plugged in somewhere and use your gift to serve. Use it to serve. Be part of something bigger than yourself so you can be part of a greater reward. That's heaven, right? And so then when we do this, we impact our cities, our communities. We change our world. We impact heaven. We feel heaven. And there's nothing better than that. It's called significance. When you're used to impact somebody's life for eternity, there's nothing better than that. And so then God gave you a gift. He gave you a grace. He gave you a passion. He gave you a purpose as a priest, as a priesthood. And when you get to heaven, he's going to ask you, what did you do with it? Or what did you do with them? And here's what you're going to want to say. This is 1 Peter 4.10, two chapters later. It says this, God's given every gift, everyone a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve others so God's generosity can flow through you. Here's what you're going to say, this verse. Lord, I used it. I used it. I used them well. And Lord, your heart and your generosity flowed through me and it changed people's lives. It changed people's lives. It helped people find you. The gifts you gave me were the greatest part of my life. And he's going to say, come with me. Come with me. Right? So then your next step is to take another step. Take another step. Identify those gifts, your motivations, your, your personality. Right? And then use it. Use it. <laughs> use it. Get involved so you can use your gift. Right? I'm not telling you that you need to get involved so you can complete a task. Those are done without your heart. I want you to get involved so you can reach your maximum spiritual potential here on earth and make an impact that will be seen for eternity, that will be felt for eternity. That somebody's going to thank you. You're going to hug your neck when you get to heaven because you did. Because the position you hold, which God gave to you by his son through his spirit in your gifting because of his presence, his passion, and his purpose for you. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people who belong to God. You're a priest. Embrace it. Embrace it. I'm going to close with this analogy, and it's going to answer, I was made for what? It's going to give you or help you see your reason. I hope it helps you see your reason. You ever, if you've ever been to Sunday night church, Sunday night church has been dead for a long time. Even if your church still does Sunday night church, that's amazing. Some of the most special times of my life were Sunday night church in a small town called Liberty Mounds, Oklahoma. Sunday night church, real small, and, and you never knew what you were going to get Sunday nights. And some Sunday nights were particularly special because after worship, after you'd close that hymnal, the pastor would come off the, the one-step stage or the two-step stage, and he would pass the mic, and, and he would allow people to give their testimonies, Right? If you remember that, you know where I'm at. And you probably can smell the smell in the auditorium. And we know who's on the piano right now, right? And you never knew what you were going to get in those moments. And you heard some crazy things. You heard some crazy things when we passed the mic at church. And to be honest with you, that's why we don't do it anymore. <laughs> but what I've hoped for for a long time is that we could do this. That we could, that we could pass the mic around the room and, and for... For the greater part of five years, I've been stuck online only. And so if you've been with me for that entire time, thank you. 
Thank you. You've taught me so much. You've helped me learn so much. And I'm not the best on camera. I'm just going to tell you that. I need people. I'm relational. I like to have a conversation when I speak. And those of you who've been here with me every weekend or you've been here for the, for the five years, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me. And being part of your life is special. I hope you see that in this, in this analogy. And what I hoped for was to pass the mic to you. And in this room, we, we would pass this mic around the room. And I imagine this happening. And even, even with just you and me, it would take a minute. And if we pass this, this mic from state to state, it would take a while, right? But in that, it would be pretty special. And here's how I imagine it going. I'm going to use people that I know who actually attend this church physically. And so, so I would start right here on the front row with Elizabeth. And I would, and I would hand it. we got to start with somebody. Elizabeth is a wire. She's alive. I would hand Elizabeth the mic. And, and Elizabeth would start us off. And she would say, my name is Elizabeth. And I have the gift of mercy. I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, right? And, and I have the gift of mercy, so I hurt when people hurt. And so then I spend my, my nights and my days and my late nights and, 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 and I just spend time with hurting people. And I help them get to church so Jesus can save their life, just like he saved mine. I put countless hours in and I find all kinds of trouble and I find messes and I find, I find drama that you would never believe. But I love helping hopeless people find hope in Jesus. And she would tell you, God put this gift in me. I was made for this. I was made for this. And she would pass the mic to Karina. Karina would be back in the booth and Karina would say, hi, I'm Karina. I'm a, I'm a little shy. I'm a little shy, but I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And I have the gift of administration. And, and I'm good at connecting dots and doing the things that behind the scenes that nobody really notices. But like, I, I like to update the website and I make slides and, and I make sure everything is connected. And to be honest with you, I'm just happy when it all goes well because that helps me relax when it goes well. And when people get connected here, there's nothing better than that. God gave me that gift. I was made for this. I believe I'm in the exact seat that God put me in. And she would pass the mic to Wyatt. Pardon me. And Wyatt would start with a deep sigh and probably scratch his head. And he'd say, my name is Wyatt. I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And I have the gift of technology. And I serve all the way from Birmingham, Alabama. But you wouldn't know the words on the screen when it's time to worship if it was not for me. And, and even though you never see me, I feel like I'm just as much of a part of the message as Pastor Dusty. I was made for this. Wyatt, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you more than you know. And Wyatt would pass the mic to my son Oscar, who's who'd be sitting on the front row here. And Oscar would say, my name's Oscar. <laughs> I'm a priest and I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I have the gift of hospitality. Nothing makes me feel better than being at that front door and welcoming people and hugging people and making sure they know that this place is home. I love it. And I believe this 
helps people hear the message. My dad's message. I was made for this. And Oscar would pass the mic to Jarrett. And Jarrett, Jarrett's kind of a cowboy, so he has a little bit of an accent. And Jarrett's a videographer. And Jarrett would say, I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And man, I am good with video. And so every week, I take what you're watching right now, and I cut it up, and I add graphics that come across the bottom over here. It's why I'm on your, that's <laughs> why I'm on the far third for you. And man, I just love doing this. It's something that, that is easy for me. And, 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 and when I see that we've reached X amount of people online that week, man, it makes me feel good. I feel like I have more of a part of the message than Pastor Dusty. I was made for this. Jared, you're a stud. Thank you. Thank you for putting these together, for making this happen. I appreciate it. And then Jarrett would pass the mic to Bonnie. Bonnie sits in the back, back here. Bonnie's older. And Bonnie would say, I've been a believer for a long time, but I have the gift of intercession. I love to pray. I'm a prayer. And I'm a priest, and I'm a follower of Jesus. And you might not know it, but I cover everybody in this room by prayer every week. I can pray the paint right off of these walls. That's how much time I spend in prayer. And I love spending hours in prayer for you. I was made for this. And she passed the mic to Victoria. Victoria runs our kids' department. Victoria would say, I have a lot of gifts. God has uniquely gifted me, and I've grown up a lot over this last year. And I love using, the gift that I love using the most is creating space for our kids to come in and experience Jesus so they can feel like there's somebody special. And I create crafts, and, and I love gathering our kids at the park. I love these kids. I was made for this. I was made for this. And she would pass the mic to Dennis back in the booth. Dennis came first. Dennis has an ear. He would say, hey, Dennis sometimes has a little bit of a, of a resting face. It's not very kind, okay? And so he would say, hey, don't worry about how I look. Now that I'm a priest, I love Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And God gave me ears to hear things that you can't. And so every week I serve in this booth and, and I dial everything in real low so it doesn't hurt your ears. And I also crank it too so you can't hear yourself sing, so you worship. Nothing makes me happier than making sure that you have a great experience when you come in here. I was made for this. I'm so proud of you, Dennis. You're a stud, man. He would pass the mic to my wife, Heather. It's coming back to me. We're getting out of here, okay? Stay with me. I was made for this. He would pass the, the mic to my wife, Heather. And Heather would say, I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. God gave me the gift of leadership. And so I use it to lead worship because he gave me a voice. And there's nothing like when I see your hearts open up. And we're all singing in the same chord at the same time. I just, I, I, I believe heaven lights up when we do that. Nothing makes my heart feel greater than when your hearts are open. I was made for this. And eventually the, the mic would get back to me and I would grab and I would say, my name's Dusty. I'm a priest. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and I'm no different than you. And God has given me the gift of leadership. I'm a pastor. And I love helping people take steps in their faith.
towards Jesus. I love coaching people and helping people get to their right seat. I love helping people see and find their potential so they can go and be more, so they can believe more about themselves and believe more in Jesus. I love that. I love that. I was made for this. I was made for this. And so answering the question, I was made for what? It's just that God has uniquely gifted you and he's gave you something very special. Don't shelf it. Just ask that you go and identify it and use it and use it. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity, Lord, that we have today to come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, understanding what you made us for, that you've called us a royal priesthood. It's royalty. We're family. Lord, and as you do that, we receive it. We don't shelf it. I just ask you to help everybody take ownership of the gifting that you've placed inside and help them to realize that, that we were made for this, that as we go in our gifting, we make so much of a greater impact because we go together. Lord, I ask that you would help people to be bold, that you give them wisdom and confidence to make the right decisions, Father. And I ask you, Lord, to help people who can hear my voice to step up, to rise up. I pray that your church would rise up in this time and this season and realize who you've called us to be, Lord, for your presence that's in us, for your passions and for your purpose, for the potential you've given us, for the position you put us in as believers, Lord. I ask you to help us all take a step towards that, Lord, so we can be who you've called us to be where we live. I love you, and I thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, the process to finding your gift cannot begin until you settle your relationship with Jesus, right? Because he's the one who wrote the book on your life, until you connect with him, you're not going to find it. You're not going to have peace. Matter of fact, your life probably won't make a bunch of sense until you find Jesus, until you establish that, because you need to connect with the one who created you. And Jesus bridges that gap for us. He connects us to the Father. And so I'm just going to challenge you, if you've not ever established a relationship with God because of the gift he gave you through his son, I would love for you to do that. Would you please, would you please email me, Dusty, at DustyOtis.com. And I would love to, uh, sorry, Dusty at DustyOtis.com. And uh, I'd love to pray with you. Let's connect, send you a phone number, whatever we need to do to get that communication line started. I would love to get that connected with you because I believe that God wants to fan into flame the gift that he's given you as you follow him and go as a priest. All right, if today spoke to you then, if today spoke to you, I would ask you to send it on to somebody who needs to hear it. You know people. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for liking and subscribing and all the things that, that, that have to be done for risking your relational equity to share what we're doing online so that other people can hear the message and means more than you know. Make sure you get in that Bible this week. Next week, next week, special message for you. We're gonna answer the question, what's your story? What's your story? Now I pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him. I pray the perception of your mind would be enlightened so that you would know what his hope, his calling and his purpose are for you and the great things that he has in store for you. Go have a great week. I'll see you. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible with those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public service men and women. It's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. So go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner or you can visit 
livefreedefined.com and click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe or share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.